0: hey there and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with either gentle kisses or slightly harder love taps i'm michelle spiva a wisdom strengthening coach and i'm also going to be your host today or you can just think of me as your practical priestess serving you up with some daily wisdom y'all yes so join me As we gain wisdom, mental strength, and tackle innovative thinking, maybe address some emotional and behavioral life traps along the way. And yes, we got you. We provide you with some practical how-tos to bring it all in. So settle in. Or hey, crank me up to 2X. Whatever gets your mental processes flowing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Michelle Spivey, your hostess and practical priestess of wisdom. And I do want to welcome you to today's installment of Wisdom Smack. So I want you to Get ready to get with me because today we're going to be getting into a wisdom strategy. Oh yes, and it's going to be really good, especially with what's going on at the time of this recording and into the future. We're going to be talking about some things that uh, you would do well to learn strategically and tactically to be able to make it in a most wise way. So, join me as we talk about the strategy of slow is smooth and smooth is fast. I'll see you on the flip. Thanks so much for joining me. And so, today we're going to be getting into a wisdom strategy. And I'm going to uh, hopefully give you some examples of how this works. And if you have the opportunity, to make use of this, by the end of this time, you'll get a, a, a better understanding of how you can set it up for yourself and how you can take advantage of it. Now, I'll tell you, um, the way I came about thinking about this for what to share today, yesterday, I actually talked about uh, four defense mechanisms that we all use with regards to um, when threat comes our way and all of that. And in today's environment, I thought it would be a little bit more in keeping with what's hopefully useful for us if we continue to talk a little bit more about wisdom strategy and the like. And so yesterday when I talked about um, the uh, scared but not scary um, I talked about how we can operate in one, some, or all of these mechanisms. And those four mechanisms, ne- defense mechanisms are fight, flight, fright, and fawn. Fawn, F-A-W-N. Making sure I uh, um, spell that one out, you know, in case anyone doesn't understand my accent. I don't think I have one, but people tell me I do. So anyway, um, but I wanted to kind of like let people know that in times like now it's better that you take advantage of what you can when you can and timing is real important when it comes to strategizing to get the uh, to gain the benefit and to gain the advantage okay and so there comes a time when fast is not always good yes there is fast Uh, a first mover's advantage, and this strategy does employ that. Um, But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a fast first mover's advantage. And it'll hopefully make sense as we get to talking about more of this as we um, go through uh, today's episode of Wisdom Spec, okay? So (laughs) let's get into it. So slow is smooth, and smooth is fast. And what that means is, is that If you take the time, if you have the time to consider, to go into detail, do your research, gather your information, scan your environment, know opportunities, weaknesses, threats, do assessments and all of that, this will work really great. And if you don't, you know, then of course you can use other strategies. Um, but there are people right now who have used this strategy in the time, at this particular time of recording, we're in the midst of a, uh, what the World Health Organization has deemed a global pandemic of the COVID-19 uh, virus. And so some people have actually used this slow, is smooth, smoothest fast advantage. And I want to kind of break that down so that we will have more wisdom tools in our quiver. All right. So um, let me start off by uh, giving some examples of how this has been used in the past. Okay, Um, uh, Houdini, Houdini, the great magician, Houdini, he was known as uh, being very smooth in how he executed his art form in his craft to the the point that uh, the naked eye could never detect what he did. And if you ever look at the training of a magician, their prestige and how they do it, it requires a lot of methodical and slow and tedious work to build certain muscles, dexterity and the like. And he was noted as being a person who would exercise swallowing and then bringing back up small objects so that um, he could make it look as invisible and effortless and yes, smooth as possible possible. But the practice for it was ongoing. It was slow. It was tedious. And he had to do it over and over and over again until it looked effortless. There are other magicians who talk about whether their forte is uh, card games or uh, sleight of hand, how they practice over and over and over again so that it looks smooth. And so that's where you get the slowest smooth Smooth as fast. Another example is um, now I live in Atlanta and uh, I'm very thankful for the culture here. Um, and there is a burgeoning uh, culture that's coming back into vogue, uh, which is roller skating. When I was a kid, roller skating was was the place. It was the place the teens hanged out, hung out and all of that. And I remember trying desperately to learn how to roller skate like all of the people who were really good at it could. And Yeah, it didn't work. I never got to that point. You know, I can make it. Well, I'm not sure I could do that right now because it's been quite a few years since I actually tried to roller skate again. But uh, at the time, I could, you know, I could make it around the ring and I could even do a little, you know, backwards skating. But I was never to the point where the people who made it look effortless were. And I'll just say they spent a lot of time. It was slow going because you have to go against your natural nature to be able to have your feet planted on the ground and walking instead of rolling on little rollers that are counterintuitive to how you would behave to advance. And so they would use a lot of time to develop their craft and their practice and many of them would be at that roller rink every day for years to get as smooth and effortless as they looked when they would glide across the the roller rink and dance and smooth movements. And one of the things I, I also, you know, wanted to make a note of when you're looking at the slowest smooth and smoothest fast, when you get to the point where it starts to look smooth, it is um, made to make it look like anyone can do it. It is, It should be to the point where it looks like, oh, that's easy, you know, but it's not. And it's a skill. And I, I want to bring up this other example, and that is um, esports gamers. Now I could bring up others. I could bring up, you know, basketball players and the like, but I really like how eSports gamers uh, do because they use a lot of strategy where um, depending on the gameplay that they're in, they have to understand slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And they have to do it in split seconds. Meaning that when they engage in a game, they have seconds to look around and scan, which would be the slow part, to see the terrain, to understand the resources at hand, to get a feel for their opponent or if they're in a team, how their team is adjusting. And then once they've done this scan and started to uh, take inventory and stock, then they have to find their feet, find their footing very fast uh, to make it smooth, and then They do strategic um, things, tactics to gain a a build up so that when it comes to a head and the end of the game is nigh, they can move with um, a greater momentum to win. And it takes a lot of self-control, a lot of dexterity, um, all of these things that we talk about so far that we've been talking about, slow is smooth, smooth is fast, and that. Okay. And so I'm going to just say that if you're like, okay, well, why are we talking about this in my everyday life? I'm going to say the reason why we're talking about this is because there are many people who are out there who are like, I don't know how this happened, but there's pandemic and I'm I'm not prepared. And this is, now don't get me wrong, this is not about survivorship, prepping, or any of that kind of stuff. It has Um, fingers into it, but that's not what this is about. This is more so about understanding how to make yourself become more mentally strengthened and be more agile in your wisdom on how to survey your surroundings and what to do, when to do it, even if you don't have the resources that you thought you were going to have, okay? All right, because like I said, this is all about wisdom and helping us to be mentally and wisdom strong, okay? So in understanding the practicality of becoming this person who can move with a slow determination to become smooth, and then in turn, because you're so smooth, you become faster. Understand these things, that the key to implementing this particular strategy in your life at this time is to focus on having an ability to be accurate, having an ability to do surprising things that cannot be um, predicted or seen from, you know, not obvious. And that means that you have to work on your reflexes, on your intuition, and on those tactics that you're going to use to pull off your strategy. Okay, so say for instance, you find that you are going to have to go without income for longer than would normally work. Okay, because we're trying to keep this really practical. That's going to mean that it's going to take some time for you to slow down. And that's, it's almost counterintuitive to what it feels like, but it's going to take time for you to slow down a minute so that you can gain control. And I don't want to say control over your mind, but control over your racing thoughts to start managing your mind and your body so that you'll be able to observe and see opportunities so that you'll be able to correctly assess what you do have as resources uh, to Suss out and get new perception. I mean, new perspectives and even a new perception of what your life looks like so that you'll be able to um, uh, change it up and think uh, counter to how you normally think when there isn't an obvious threat out there. Okay. And so to do that, slow allows you to take some time to understand your playing field. And not only that, when you look at things, you want to look at them and gain information on the details. You want to gain information on who are the players on the field? What are the available resources? And not just the obvious ones. Uh, Look at how you might be able to seize, control, or even lock up some resources that would be to your advantage. Now, this is not about dog eat dog. This is not about doing your neighbors in before they do you. It's not that. No, it's not. This is about being able to make a pathway from where you are to where you need to be in the best possible way to for sustainability of your, of your life, of your livelihood, your quality of life and the like, okay? Whether it be... You just found out your your kids are going to be at home for two two plus weeks and you're like, oh my gosh, I wasn't planning on that. Or uh, you now have to work from home or you have been furloughed without pay or whatever. I don't know the specifics, but I do know that I want and I'm determined to be as useful to you as possible with this podcast um, for Times like this, okay, to be a useful tool. I am your practical priestess of wisdom serving you. So that's why we're talking about this, so that you can get a a chance to get more ah ahas, more ways of looking at uh, what's going on, okay? So with this whole slow, think about it as if you are um, the for uh, the the person who gathers all the materials that the master is going to use for a project. That means that you have to go and figure out not just the big things and not just the little things, but the, think about the causative things. And when we talk about the causative things, I want you to think about if, for instance, you know that you need supplies. Well, might need some other things too. Um, that means that you you might need to um, check on making sure your insurance is up to date, your, your foundational stuff is all right in case something happens. It means putting on your preventative hat uh, or your preemptive hat uh, to do what you need to um, to be prepared for come what may. It kind of requires for you to look at as many possibilities as you can think of and then try to prepare for them. And that's what the slow does. So let's go back to like how we looked at um, Houdini. He didn't just work on his routines. He worked on his body conditioning, He worked on working with the people who would build his props, worked on understanding if he was going to be doing something outside, understanding um, the weather components, understanding um, the types of people who would be in town for uh, not only his events, but for other things, um, understanding that even though your life might be a microcosm within the world. You still have to take into account what the macrocosm of the world is doing as well. And I know it might sound like it's a lot, but it really doesn't have to be. What you want to do is look at, like I said before, look at, if you can't do anything else, look at what you can do that's in your wheelhouse that's going to allow you to assemble the bare minimum of what you need. Now, I know yesterday we talked about toilet paper and and supplies of that kind, um, but we also need to uh, look at what happens after. Like, okay, you have made it through the pandem- uh, pandemic, what happens after if you were sequestered everybody else was too. And so even though you might be thinking that okay, it's going to be totally back to normal, it always takes time to ramp back up after something has been stopped. And so you have to possibly look at not only your supplies, but your mental capacity to keep it together for a protracted amount of time? What does that look like uh, socially? If you live in the home with people, uh, what does that look like in your community? If you are um, uh, in a cul-de-sac or if you are in a um, a rural area, uh, does that mean that you... Uh, forget to look and and make sure that everybody living with you, that you purposefully do not try to make a lot of trash so that uh, you don't have to live with trash for weeks on end because you're not guaranteed that the trash pickup is going to be running and you don't have any place to put it. You know, thinking just past in that slow time that you take to count up all the cost, assemble what you can, think of worst case scenarios, think of protracted scenarios, and think of what's in your immediate atmosphere or your environment that you can take advantage of, you know, those types of things. Understanding that would be, you know, really great. It might be where you're like, okay, we're going to be in for a while. So we're going to compost a lot of stuff and then we're going to recycle some things and the compost can go here outside and, you know, and and redoing, refiguring, reframing how you normally go about life. That's that slow part. And what the slow part does is it helps you to start practicing, getting ready so that by the time... You're ready to move into Showtime, it becomes smooth. You worked out the kinks. And I'm going to tell you smooth helps you to not have um, unforced errors. Smooth helps you to do things in the uh, most effective and efficient manner possible. And that's why smooth is fast. It's not that you're going fast, it's just that because everything is working like a well-oiled machine, that means that you're able to get from point A to point Z in a faster time than if you keep running into cogs and snags and untested unknowns and the like. And so it works for your benefit to take the time at the front end to, you know, take that time to be slow enough to, to figure out some things. And Then this fast occurs when you're able to navigate this new field in a fluid and smooth fashion. You see, like I said before, because you do end up making less mistakes and you move forward faster than those who try to go fast from the beginning. Now, I do want to talk about a first mover's advantage. And that first mover's advantage comes when you employ the slow part of this strategy. And and don't get it wrong. First movers advantage does not necessarily mean fast movers advantage. First movers advantage means that you're the one who is willing to start assembling uh, the resources that you're going to need, whether it be tangible things or it's knowledgeable things. You see, in this pandemic, there's a lot of people who, there are a lot of people who have forgotten to start assembling knowledge. Of what to do, of how to do things. Just because you have a mountain of toilet paper, hand sanitizer, Lysol, and all that stuff, does not mean that you're necessarily as prepared if you don't know uh, the best ways at this particular time or creative, good ways at this time to um, ration and to teach everybody who is in your household how to live in times like this. You know, too many times people get all the stuff and then because they're not well versed in how to actually use things, meaning they don't know how to be smooth with it. They run through it, force through it, and it doesn't work as smoothly as they would like. And then you have problems. And I have I've been one of those people who thought, oh, I'm good. I got all this stuff. I'm ready. Blah 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 and it, it, it didn't go well because I didn't plan well. And so it's not only the things that you accrue. It's also the knowledge, the wisdom, and the understanding of what it is. There are going to be people that are going to know the right questions to ask. There are going to be people that are going to understand the right things that don't seem obvious to most of things that you need to go and procure and things that you need to be ready for, okay? And so if that means that you need to possibly, I don't know, I'm just picking something out of the air, but say for instance, you need to get oxygen because you've got um, people that suffer from panic attacks and other things and being cooped up might bring that on. That's something you need to consider. Maybe you need to have a water filter because there's a lot of people in your house and you just don't even have the space to keep enough water for two weeks, 30 days, six weeks or whatever, being cooped up in the house with five, six people, you know, needing to drink their fill of water every day. Different little things. And like I said, I'm not trying to be exhaustive in the examples I throw out. And I'm I'm not trying to fear monger. I'm really trying to get you to get these ahas and say, oh, okay, well, now is the time where I can have, I can still have a first mover's advantage to start prepping, scanning my environment to seize control or even lock down some resources that I particularly need. Let me tell you um, about um, an esports legend that started doing this type of strategy, and now it's become almost mandatory when you become um, an esports gamer. And uh, his name is uh, Dennis Fong. Uh, and back in the late 1990s, he was schooling people on a little modem-driven. Um, uh, computer and everybody else was starting to move to network. So they they had faster uh, computation and ability to get online, but his strategy was so sound that he was beating them left and right. And he was known for having very fast reflexes, tactics, and an intuition to know what his uh, competitors were doing and to know their skills. And that comes from being slow enough to not just start running and doing, but to take time to scan your environment, see what's out there and available. And what I liked about how they described his style and what he was doing was that instead of being reactionary, he slowed down enough to become very proactionary. And with his proactiveness, he didn't just react to the things that the game did or even that the players did. He was preemptive. If, say, for instance, he is going through a tunnel and he sees some loot, um that's for, and I don't know if this is the the case. I'm just trying to give you a visual. Uh, and say, for instance, his specialty has nothing to do with that loot, but he knows that his co- opponent might um, make use of it. He would go on and grab the loot, even though didn't even know if his opponent would see the loot or come down that way, but he was preemptive enough so that he would gather it. And he would get to the point where he was able to lock down that board uh, without having to do a lot at the end because he had been so preemptive to control his field by having gone slow in the beginning so that things ran smoothly. And thus, he was able to get to the finish line to win faster. Yes. And when I saw that, I was like, hmm. And of course, it reminded me of some military strategies uh, that I've seen in the past and, and some other things. And I was like, that is really brilliant. And like I said, so he was like the first one to start doing that in these um, these pitted uh, competition game plays. And so now he's kind of like up there with Mike, Like Michael Jordan is to basketball, he's like that to um, the esports game, uh, gaming world. And I thought, I was like, that's really cool to do that. So let's talk in our last few minutes. I wanted to kind of like move into some practicalities of things that you can do. So understand that when you start wanting to uh, take advantage, get the first mover's advantage, and and, uh, use and employ some wisdom, the first thing I want you to do is. If you have the time, go slow because slow of doing your environmental scanning, of uh, going through all the different areas of your life and the life of your loved ones that you have to be um, involved with, is going to require you to go through with a fine tooth comb and explore. Um, That might mean that you go and, um, assemble um, everything that you need, make a book, a life book of everybody, gather everybody's documents and, or write it down on a, on a disc and, and then print it out. So you'll have a hard copy that goes in the safe so that if anything happens, you can, you know, grab that stuff. Um, And looking at not only the survivor side of it, but looking at what happens after any events that might be coming up. See, it's not only uh when you're dealing with the slow part, you're not only trying to just deal with the terminal point of, oh, this is it, you know, you want to always look past it to the to the to this the day after or the days after. And uh, I've talked about that before in previous podcasts where you know we talk about you expect what you get. And if you only plan up to the uh D Day that's not good because there's going to be life after that D-Day. Hopefully, you know, you do it right. And if you plan for it, it will, it will happen. And so don't just look at, oh, I'm just planning to this point. Yeah. Plan to that point, but also plan past it. And because you plan past it, it will help you get through that point with, you guessed it, a smoother route, the next thing is is talking about smoothness. Start practicing. One of the things that I'm currently doing with my slow, smooth to fast is getting back on a um, a, a regimen, a a daily um, schedule that is not as strict as it can be, but it has a higher propensity for me to achieve it to to maintain a sense of norm as much as possible with a little bit of flexibility. Uh, Because I will say this last week or so has been crazy, pandemonium, and I have been off my schedule. And I'm going to tell you what, um, One of the things that I am having to do is regulate the amount of time that I spend on my phone with notifications for news and the like, and even scheduling that so that I can, you guessed it, have a smooth transition so that I can move through trying times such as now as fast as possible. And I want to encourage you to do that as well. Create a schedule for this time and adhere to it. Don't make it so strict that it's hard to, but make it where it gives you enough structure to to run things smoothly in your household and with those that you have to be around. And then understand that it is not a loss for you to take time to prep and to practice because if you do, then you will get to your destination faster than if you would if you had not done these things. And so I know this might sound difficult, but I wanted to make sure that I gave you a little food for thought to consider how you can go from slow to smooth and smooth to fast. So guess what, you guys? Yes, my time is up. I really do thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your practical priestess of wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to check the show notes. Please like, share, comment. If there is something you'd like for me to cover in in future podcasts, please reach out. Send me a note. And as always, I appreciate you very much for meeting with me daily. And yes. This is a daily show. So with that being said, I am going to leave you to it. I encourage you to get on the good foot and start working out your plan to make things go as smoothly as possible. And and, until tomorrow, I am going to just send you hugs and kisses. I'll see you.